Welcome. Today we have OC Lydia with Yay. us. Instead of reaching for your phone in the morning, you can mm-hmm. reach for that and switch the mindset of, okay, God, I give you this day. It's the first fruits. She is a doting boy mom. I'm just a graduated from San Diego and I moved to Orange County and I walked into the leadership meeting and I saw Doug across the room and was like, Yo, that's it. I loved him. And all the things you just described, what's your favorite part? Welcome. Today we have OC Lydia with Yay. us. Hi. Yay. She is a doting boy mom. Uh, boy, mom. boy mom yes. club. Yeah. Yeah. It's the boy mom club. And she's also founder and creator of Nobleman Magazine. And she's also just launched her devotional, Joyful, which is amazing. Oh, thank you. And I love you, I love you too. And Lydia <laughs> does a lot of really amazing things. She's our expert today on spiritual health. And she's been talking at several different churches. Yeah. I've seen you out of yeah, speaking. In women's conferences. In women's like conferences. Yeah. yeah. You're doing your part and Aww. really getting the word out there. And we Thank love you. that. The three of us have been in a Bible study together absolutely, for a season, which was really fun. And I feel like really is the foundation of our friendship. So I'm That's excited. Nice. I'm proud of you ladies for doing your podcast and mm-hmm. stepping out in faith and pushing away like doubt or fear and being like, no, I feel called to do this. So I'm excited to to be a listener and now I'm excited just to be here. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. We're so happy to have you. And I was telling Lizzie earlier that one of the reasons I wanted you on our first one was you were definitely a big part of my walk um, mm. with the Lord. So when I so basically I met Lydia at a human trafficking um yeah. event 10 years ago. Yeah. I was pregnant. Yeah. You were pregnant. I have a picture. I could dig it up. Uh-huh. And you are very pregnant. Yeah, because <laughs> Roman is um, turning nine next month, and it was right around this yeah, season. He's nine already. Know, and know. Nixon's going to be 11. Yeah. And he was a baby at home, so yeah. I connected to you. I was like, I just had a baby. You're having a baby. Yeah. I've, I've seen you on the show a little bit. Lizzie and Lydia were both on the Orange County Housewives shows. We weren't together, though. I unfortunately, know. it's been really fun. <laughs> There's still like we, a sisterhood of yeah, people that have been on it. It is like it. a sorority, yeah. so once it you're is. in it, you're oh, in it. Yeah. You were on that crazy train with me. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like Bachelor Nation. Yeah. They all end up being friends at the right. end, no matter what. Experience. Unwritten, like you you get it. You get each other. You're like, oh, you were there. You did this too. Or I've done reality TV, not to the extent. And it's something that like some people just won't understand unless they've done it. You're like, wait, Absolutely. they made me look different or edited yeah. this. And then people attack you. You just, there's something that people. Wait, you got proposed to. Yeah, that's television. right. She yeah. did. I'm below deck. Yeah, yeah. that's a big. <laughs> I mean, you had to navigate those waters and say no and be in a relationship. That's the thing I had. Did you give the ring back? Yeah, tell us everything oh, about that. So, <laughs> I feel good about it. I was not expecting this. Yes, it was a boyfriend that we had actually broken up when produ- uh, producers are reaching out trying to get me to go on that show and bring this group on. And and then we were about to do it, but I had broken up with the boyfriend and then another girl had broken up with the guy she was dating to, Missy. And Evelyn and Kathy were a couple. And so that was no problem. They weren't going to break up, but <laughs> they kept reaching out and really wanted me to do it. And I ended up saying to this ex-boyfriend, I said, do you want to just go and do this adventure? We're going to Greece. We're going to be on a sailing out for three days. It's going to be pretty fun. Let's just do it. And he, he was like, oh, yeah, definitely. And he had wanted back in anyway. So I think for Clearly, him, great yeah, he proposed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, never did I expect that, though. So we were starting to maybe see if we could date again or maybe just do this fun adventure. And we're on I planned this little beach party that we had and I see him over talking to them and I see him gathering all these flowers and making this bouquet. And I said to my friends, I go, he's going to propose. I don't want to have to do this on national television. And it's weird when you're being filmed, you have these split second in your mind to make big decisions that are going to be plastered all over national television. And in my mind, I think I don't want to marry him. Do I just say yes, though, to make this not awkward and not hurt his feelings? Or do I say? Oh, wait a minute! Did you say yes or did you say no? So I said no. Oh, yeah, that was good TV. I I know. (laughs) (laughs) He borrowed the ring from the girl on the boat. He was like, "Can I borrow your ring?" And I was like, "Then I'm gonna have to give this ring back to the girl, and then I don't want to marry this person." uh, It definitely it, it almost bummed me out because I've been married twice. I was widowed. Same guy, right? Oh, that. Oh no. Oh, that's. Oh, that's right. No, I'm sorry. That's right. You were married twice. Yeah. So I I was married at 21 and I was pregnant with my oldest. And when he passed away three months Mm -hmm. later, 
And then I think that all my dreams are coming true. I married this husband and we have a little child together and we've got these two little boys and he has multiple affairs. So we get divorced and then he begs me back. We get remarried. I mean, divorce again. Mm. And so to me, I'm like, if I do this again, this is it. I, it's going to be, it might not be rainbows and butterflies. I get it. But it's going to be forever. Mm. And it's going to be the real deal. So it's mad almost that he did that. I felt like he almost wanted that attention on TV or thought that maybe... No, what was going through his mind? I don't know, because we weren't even back in a relationship. Yeah. So, so did... I mean, once the cameras were rolling, did you say, uh, you know, not rolling? Were you like, what the heck? Right. I, I In my mind, I was thinking... Why would you do that? Why are you doing this? Yeah. You know I'm not ready for this. What did he know? say? But I think it's those people that think a marriage will fix everything. Mm-hmm. Those people that think a baby will fix everything. Or maybe he thought because it was TV and the cameras are on that you that would I say, say, yeah, that's what strike I Strike out. Well, he Obviously, I don't think any guy is going to propose thinking <laughs> right. she's saying no, especially right. on national television. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so, so yeah, did. she definitely thought she was going to say yes. How did you meet Doug? We met through Young Life, which is a Christian, um, like, volunteer thing. Oh, I, know oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I became a Christian through Young Life. and I was going to ask you your walk with. Yeah, so. in high school. And my counselor, or it was just a volunteer girl, I was a freshman, and she went to UCLA, and she was in college, and she was so cool and pretty and amazing. <gasps> about her? So I, like, really looked up to her. And so then when I graduated college, I was like, okay, I want to be that for somebody else. She changed my life. She was Jesus to me. And I just had graduated from San Diego, and I moved to Orange County, and I walked into the leadership meeting. And I saw Doug across the room and was like, that's it. I love him. And I said it in my heart. Oh, my gosh, I love him. And I always knew Tuesday nights was the leadership meeting. So I would always do my hair and be like, hey, Doug. And he was like... Hi, Linda. And I'm like, my name is Lydia. It's not I don't Lydia. Like people call me Linda either. Yeah. I like it, but... I, yeah, my name's Lydia. Yeah. And he would call me Linda. And in my mind, I was like, we're getting married. You don't know my name? How do you not know my name? It's <laughs> amazing. So he they say you know right away. Yeah. For him, he would tell the story. I noticed Lydia. I thought she was like pretty, whatever, blah, blah. But like, he wasn't like, I'm going to marry her. <laughs> but I thought that. And I usually like, I have a good kind of sense of spirit in me. And his roommate ended up asking me out and I knew obviously that if I went out with the roommate like I was yeah Yeah. so I was like oh we're going to a concert can you bring some of your friends and then bring bring, Doug yeah Doug and I'll bring (laughs) some of my friends (laughs) (laughs) so then at that concert like it was that was the first time outside of Young Life that we hung out and was a big group of us but Doug and I were like magnets and then that was like the end of it that I was love it. that yeah. so, so and I was sweet. I'm 42 and I was 21 when I first laid eyes on him so, so it's I was a 21 baby. years wow. I know you're so young yeah as a baby yeah and now you have three beautiful boys we have that three look boys just like both of you combined oh they're beautiful yeah. but they really yes. are darling oh, boys and yeah a beautiful family yeah it's fun it's really fun it's an adventure so we we raise our boys and then we also work together. That's we work really well together and we both love what we do. And so we actually were at an event last night in LA and we got to drive in the car together and you know with three kids and so much going on. And a lot of times you'll go out but it's like double dates or you're going out with other yeah. people so just to carve out that time together. But a lot of the time we do naturally want to talk about work. Yeah. Just because it's like on our hearts. Mm -hmm. And I understand like the idea that like, oh, when you go on a date like you with your husband, you don't talk about scheduling or all these things. Like you're supposed to just talk about whatever you want to talk about besides like busy stuff. But for us, work really is like our love. So it's fun to even have someone that really understands like the pressures or I like, I think I'm like, oh yeah, you need to go do this. Don't come home and go to that meeting. It's nice for us. It really works out well because I understand this is an easy time of work or this is a busy time of work. So we both understand our schedules. I don't, I think if there was a problem with it, you would know. Yeah. Yeah. Some people can't work together. For us, we've always worked together. Even when we were dating, we had the work office together and him and I both worked because we were both entrepreneurs. We both have always worked for the magazine in Beverly Hills before you Mm -hmm. had Nobleman. Yeah. So Doug and I started, we had Beverly Hills Lifestyle and that's how I got on the real. You guys did that together. And we had done that together. I didn't know that. Yeah. So this is your second magazine, really, but this is your magazine. This is ours. The other one, we had another partner and yeah, I don't 
We don't do well with partners. Because you guys know how to do it. You guys know how to do it. So what's yeah, a typical day in the McLaughlin house? There isn't one. There they're, isn't They're all, always day. different? Yeah, they're always, always different. It just depends if we have, a, for the nature of the magazine is obviously, it's like a cycle. So at the beginning, you're gathering content, you're creating photos, you're going on food reviews. Then there's like the writing section of it. And then there's like the proofing section, design section. So it always is a rotation of what we're doing. And then every issue is different because you're not always doing the same restaurant reviews or the same places. So it's different. We work with the same people. It is a small industry. We're very niche. So we're in the luxury industry. It's fun. I love it. We meet so many great people and experience so many things. Like last night we went, there's this new company that opened on Rodeo Drive. They're a clothing brand. And we have been friends with them for four or five years. So we're so excited. They're opening their brand. But then they're having this big party at the bungalows. Have you been there? Oh. In San Vicente bungalows? No. It's like oh. a private club. It's like very- the bungalow, which is I a like restaurant it. in Santa Monica. But yeah. I don't know. So it's like this private club. It's like Soho House, but... Very even cool. more whatever so we were walking in and like in front of me is in sync and i'm just like oh, oh nice. they're like making okay. a comeback right I now i just heard them on the radio with like a new song so you're just like you're yeah. trying to play it cool that that's not a big deal but yeah. inside you're like oh my gosh am i talking to you but right like a 16 year old in me is yeah like, oh yes. yes and then the cool thing now is they take your phone and they put like stickers over them so you can't take pictures or anything yeah so, which I love and appreciate, but the whole time I'm like, oh my gosh, that's oh, like back. Anyways. They did so, some music oh. at Miss Teen USA when I did that. Oh, are you When serious? I was 17, yeah, they were just coming out. Oh, that's And we fun. were all like, oh my gosh, they were on, but they were at all the rehearsals for three weeks on stage with us yeah. and everything. We're like, NSYNC is here. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> it's, I love famous people. And I grew up in like this celebrity world with yeah. television and stuff like that. So I. My mom was an actress. My right? mom was. Dad yeah. Was a- and her dad had that publication. Yeah. So I'm walking in the footsteps of my family just in the me- in media, but I've always appreciated like celebrity and actors and like the art of that. I love like old movies. And so I get excited when I see someone that I recognize or know. Yeah. It is fun. And, yeah, it is it's fun. cool. And then you throw really fabulous parties here in Newport Beach so for all yes. of us that we come to. Yay. What would be your parties. favorite part of this? Is it throwing these, when you guys organize these events and parties that we all come to? Yeah. Have a good time. Um, out of the whole magazine and all the things you just described, what's your favorite part? Oh, honest, this is so cliche, but I love working oh. with Doug. Oh, oh really? <laughs> that is so cute. Yeah, that's, oh, no, that's sweet. I just, I like seeing, he's really, I really respect him. I think mm-hmm. he's really talented and smart. And I love, I love seeing, he's so different than me, the way his mind works. So I right. love seeing, I don't know, I'll see something and think it looks great, but he like will move it a millimeter and does the way he designs, he's really smart and um, he's like a good businessman, but he's a good man in, mm. in that world. I think that's rare. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I love him more and more by working with him and seeing like how, I don't know. Yeah. I, no, that's I like my that. favorite part of it. Cool. Yeah. Honestly. Let me ask you, do you and Doug choose the big celebrities that you have on the covers of the magazine? Yeah. Let's yes. go after yes. Pierce Brosnan. It's always a big get when you get them. And yeah. we always are going after. There's a couple that I'm really trying to get right now, but they, it's a whole world. So it's, that's something that I do. I try to book the celebrities and I'll like text some friends to be like, do you know who this is? Or the big ones, obviously, like a Brad Pitt or a Tom Cruise. They're, the way it works is you only can do one issue typically a year. So if you're on the cover of GQ, then you can't do anything else. And so Nobleman has never been like the first pick for any of those huge people. But we have had a Hugh Jackman and a Pierce Brosnan. So we have had some A-list celebrities. They're just very hard to get. They don't love to do press. Mm -hmm. They don't love to do photo shoots. For us, you have to do a photo shoot and an interview to be on. We won't recycle. Mm -hmm. A lot of them will recycle a photo. So it's just, it's its own animal. But I feel as we have relationships, like we got Matt Dan. We know his agent and publicist. So it's just as you like, yeah, are in that world, then you are in that world and you can try to. So, yeah, I feel like Tom Cruise, do Nobleman. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Tom Cruise, come (laughs) on. Shout out. If you're listening. (laughs) Do you bring the boys to any of the photo shoots? Oh, my gosh. Because they have to think this is the coolest thing that my parents do, right? They want, they love sports. Like, they're very into sports. And we got pitched a couple sports people. It's hard sometimes because the word nobleman is above them. 
And so if they aren't a nobleman or they have a history of like womanizing or Ooh. anything shady, we can't, we don't feel comfortable featuring them. I like that though. You have integrity. With yeah. I like that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get more athletes. My, each one of my kids has a list of their top 20. <gasps> oh, I think oh that's wow. Cool. And I always reach out to them. One of them is I'm in the process of emailing and every day it takes so long to book it and it's like months out. So every day Maverick is, have you heard from from him i'm like actually <laughs> oh i got gosh. an email yesterday it's moving forward so if that happens my kids will definitely come yeah that's exciting yeah it's and fun. you're leaving a legacy what you and doug have mm-hmm. built this is maybe something that they can carry on oh thank you family, so. yeah i hope so i hope they'd be little noblemen CEOs they are the, yeah, they're like <laughs> little CEOs right now. They're, they're the, the best dressed boys. Oh, I know. They're the oh noble heirs. I don't know how you get them to wear those suits. I, I my know. boys, we have the meltdown. I'm like, wear this collared shirt, and it's like, ah, yes. it's like the end of the world. I know. They're the best. Maybe, maybe because Doug yeah. dressed yeah. so nice, they see their dad. Yeah. I really right? yeah. has to do with it. She, you, I bribe them so also, nice. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just be like, hey. It work for me. Bribery is always. It oh, it'd be like, we'll do a Target run, 50 bucks. But I know, we'll do that. And they'll say, okay. And then they get the outfit on and it's on for five minutes. We're almost to the photo shoot and they're like, oh, I'm sweating. I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. And, the, and the tie starts coming oh, off or the vest comes off. And, and I just don't want to hear And it. then the shirt yeah. gets pulled out and then it's like this crazy outfit. I'm like, Okay, we're going to go with this, yeah. but the, but but this is not what we planned. <laughs> yeah, I've given up on those kind of photo shoots. For but I'm always envious, yeah. even the Easter photo, all the photos. Aww, they're always dressed you. so nice. My mom loves getting them little matching outfits and stuff. So. They're so handsome. Okay, I love they know it makes she's us happy. such a good grandma. Maybe they're like, okay, we'll do. Yeah, it for I her. think that they do. Yeah, okay. it makes it I'm makes a lot of people it's working happy. now. I'm like, yeah, okay, you know what? My boys can wear t-shirts. I I don't know. Yeah, I, it is a struggle though, and. Yeah, but I do think it has to do with Doug wearing because he. Yeah, just, you're right. Yeah, because they that. see you know, my boys. They see their dad. He goes to work half the time in board shorts and a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. So he's they're like, like yeah, they're like our vibe. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're chill. Yeah. <laughs> But Lizzie, I want to hear your testimony. Okay, have you given it on your podcast? Well, okay, so we've only done one so far. So we oh. did one, just the two of us. Okay. And we introduced it. And then, but no, I think maybe, I think I little, it was funny. It was like this round robin when we did our first one. It was just, we just bounced. Right. We just forth. went back and forth. We like touched a little on, on all these different little things. But you did, but you said a lot of stuff about kind of, your whole okay. process and where you came from and your trauma and yeah. how you hit rock bottom. And that was your rock. I said that because I feel like that. Jesus was the rock. I, mm. The bottom for me, but, and the long and short of it, I, and why I attribute like a lot of, like you had part of that walk was, yeah, so I was raised Mormon and then there came a time in my life and it was right around when all the COVID stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. And I was getting really fearful of what was going on. And I had been uncovering. I worked um, with human trafficking for about 10 years now. And I saw and I started to do a lot of research on satanic ritual abuse and Freemasonry because a lot of the stuff from the dark web and the things I was working with led to a lot of that. I used to do acting and modeling in Hollywood also. And I saw some things there that were really disturbing. And so I just got really into this research of these occult practices Mm. And I just recognized everything that I had learned in the Mormon temple. Oh, wow. And it was so bizarre to me to think, why in the Mormon temple are we doing all these things that I'm learning about with these things that are very demonic? And I had a lot of questions and I just started to research and dig to the bottom. And I wanted to, I prayed a lot for discernment Mm -hmm. and to lead me and guide me to the truth. And when I got to the bottom of it all and understood what really happened and how Joseph Smith was a Freemason and Brigham Young was and how the church started in a lot of occult practices. And the Lord really showed me that it was not the true Jesus that was from the Bible. It wasn't mm. the same, wasn't the same Jesus that we're worshiping. It was a completely different one. They believe it's actually the son, the literal son of God and that Lucifer's his brother, not that God came down in the flesh. And I started to understand all these things. And then I just felt that I'd been lied to my whole life. And mm. I felt, what? how do I know what's real and what's not? So with the whole pandemic stuff, I got really scared when I started, because again, I wanted to research and know th- the truth about, right. that's just my thing, I guess. I want to get to the bottom mm. of things. I want to know the truth. And when I understood what the end goal is with them, with all of what was, I don't know how much to say without getting us in trouble here, but when I understood what the end goal was with all that's been going on starting in 2020, I got really full of anxiety and fear. Mm. I was also working with mm-hmm. children in abusive sex trafficking situations. And I felt my spirit was just being really broken. I was having a hard time sleeping at mm. night. I was in fear of what was going to go happen in the world, what was happening to these children. 
I've got my own children. I'm in a relationship that was very unhealthy. I got really sick, so sick I had to wear baggy sweatpants because I couldn't even pull up my own pants. Every bone in my body was hurting. Oh my goodness. And I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't leave the house. And I thought I was dying. And I turned my whole life over to God. Wow. And I feel he saved me. And I told God, I said, I want to know, I'm ready to turn my life over to mm-hmm. you. But how do you want me to do it? Who are you? Show mm-hmm. me, like, how to worship you. Yeah. Which one? There's these different books and these different theologies and these different religions. And so he showed me. And that's when I called you and I said, can I come to church with you? Yeah, so to church with you. And I'll never forget, but you grabbed my hand in church. And we were singing and praying. And she just grabbed my hand and held it. And I just, I felt the Holy Spirit. And I had, and I, she then invited me to a Bible study in her home with eight of us girls. You were in it, Lizzie. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I feel like that's where my friendship with you really you know, mm-hmm. began to be closer to. Yeah. And then and then we got into a Bible study with someone else who told us we were going to be raptured on June 5th of 2022. And I knew that was false yeah. doctrine. So I then again sought out wise counsel and I called Lydia and I said, I need help. There's something going on that's I don't feel good about. And she guided me a little through that. And so to me Oh, you're you, giving me so much credit. Yeah. Sorry, no. <laughs> what you said about the girl in high school to you. Mm-hmm. And I do feel that's what that God girl. calls us to do yeah. is he calls us to be yeah. a light in the dark world. So you looked at that girl in high school and you said, I want to be like this. I've always looked at you and said, you have a godly marriage with a godly man. Mm -hmm. You raise your kids up in the Lord. You walk the walk. You do the talk. And you live that way. And there's a light that comes from you. And and I did see that. And um, so that has a lot to do with my testimony. Wow. I'm so humble. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. I'm so proud of you, like seeing you shine and stepping and being bold and just seeing the way that God has turned your life around and even like the secret places and things is really beautiful to see because you've always been like perfect on the outside, Mm -hmm. but it's nice to see you shining. show the world a pretty beautiful smile and Mm -hmm. a pretty outfit or whatever sometimes, but you never really know what's going on in someone mm-hmm, right. behind closed doors. Right. Yeah. And I felt like I was falling apart. There was times where I didn't want to live anymore. Oh. And I feel like Lindy. I sought doctor after doctor. I yeah. spent my life savings and spent a year in doctor's offices every day. And none of them really, they kept pointing me in different directions and mm-hmm. giving me medications. And I truly, I will die on this hill that Jesus Christ is the greatest healer, physician, pharmacist,
I think I've been outspoken about that. And so a lot of women that I personally know or just know through social media would be like, Mm -hmm. I want to understand scripture. I'm Mm -hmm. scared or I I read it, but it it doesn't do anything for me. I don't understand it. I get a lot of like, yeah, I don't, I get so many people asking me how I don't like reading scripture. Yes. I don't. It's boring. I don't get it. How how did you get to where I've seen, you can apply it today. Followers have watched me go from either being a little Mormon or nothing at all. Yeah. And now like I post scriptures and all my, and they ask me, how did you get there? Oh, I don't like reading scripture. Totally. It's a great piece of advice if you can. Yeah. So for me, it was like through Bible study. And so I found a couple different authors that really resonated with me. I liked their writing style. So I basically did all their books and Mm -hmm. I just was like always in the word doing the study in the Bible. And then so many people were asking me like, will you lead a Bible study? Can I come to your Bible study? And I hate saying no to everyone, (laughs) but like you, the context of a Bible study really has to be a smaller, intimate group of people to like change their lives. The last Bible study we had with your women in business one that I was in, um, there was 20 people. It was so big. It was hard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely have that intimacy. Yeah. Because it's hard to be like, I'm struggling when there's a new person in the room. You have to build that rapport with people. And so anyways, I just felt really called to write a Bible study. So I wrote a Bible study called um, Freedom Through Faith. And then I went to publishers to get it published. And everyone basically said, no one will take you serious as a Bible teacher because you're a reality star. But you should. You're <laughs> a light in the dark. Uh, thank right. you. No, it's okay. I love no's. And so then they were like, but you should write a devotional. We could see you writing a devotional. So I signed with the biggest devotional publishing company in the world, which is amazing. And I wrote the book Joyful. And then I Mm -hmm. still decided to write my six-week Bible study. So I actually wrote both books and you can get them both on Amazon. But Joyful is like in Target and Walmart and anywhere. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. I have it on the side of my bed. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's like a day devotional. So every day you just read a verse and then it breaks it down. Because sometimes that does make it a little easier to digest, especially for people. Newer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it makes them get deuced to scripture. But it also is just instead of reaching for your phone in the morning, you can Mm -hmm. reach for that and switch the mindset of, okay, God, I give you this day. It's the first fruits. So I love it. And it's been amazing just to walk through that. And it's opened up doors, I guess, for me to speak now at churches and other women's conferences. But when I decided that I wanted to write the book and I knew it would be about joyful, it was the same year that was like the hardest year of my life. And my mom got really sick with cancer. And so here I am like writing this book on joy. And then, but at the same time, it's like the biggest struggle. I would literally be sitting in the hospital and there's people dying and getting radiation. Right. And then I'd go home and have to be like, Pretty have joy in the world. It was but a, that joy only comes from exactly. God. Exactly. And it just made it so real. And the number one question I really get now when I'm doing press for the book is it's easy for you to have joy because like you have it all, you have whatever on a worldly perspective. But it's actually this year I wrote this book was very traumatic for me. But even that story of my mom, I experienced a miracle. I got to front row seat, like witness her. The doctors were like, you should call hospice and she doesn't have long to live. And then now she has not one cancer cell in her body. Yay! I love your mom A miracle. It's a scientific in the medical journals the t- the nurses and the doctor was crying it was just a beautiful kind of thing to walk mm-hmm. through but even that i would say we want i love this it's morbid but it's true it's like we want my i experienced a miracle my mom was gonna die and she's not but i think we want it to be like so beautifully packaged in this nice box and right. she still has like struggles and she had tumors and now she doesn't so she's still in pain from that and that doesn't mean that the miracle wasn't there it just means and my pastor said Lazarus was raised from the dead but he's not alive anymore one day he did die and it's okay in our life if not like you're going to see a miracle but then you'll see demise but we do live in the world we don't live in heaven yet so God is good but we still can experience and see darkness around us and all of that is true yeah Yeah. it's a cursed one yeah Yeah. exactly I always like to mention that (laughs) so what would be your 
Number one piece of advice, like if somebody was like just starting their journey yeah. with their faith and with God and they're scared, like, how do I start this? What yeah. do I do? What's I, I, I want to know more. I'm lost. Like what, what would yeah. be your advice? My advice is to be honest with God. And I think that's why I have such a firm foundation with my faith is that I'm like you, Lindy, like I never shied away from anything. So if I didn't understand scripture or I disagreed with it or I didn't know like why would a baby die? I would seek answers to that. I wouldn't just be like, oh, that means I don't have faith. I think God honors our question and he can handle it. And as deep that we want to go with God, he'll follow us there. And he always is God. So like he'll always give us the person or the thing that he wants to say to us. And so my advice is if you're starting out is like carve away time and meet with God. Read scripture, like go through a book or Find a person that you look up to help guide you, but don't shy away from those conversations. And God can handle your doubt and to be honest with Him with it. Because I think what we try to do, even in prayers, I feel, is we don't want to ask for a big prayer because we're almost scared we're going to be let down. So it's like we're trying to protect our faith or protect God, but that's just keeping God and yourself in in a box. And there's so many verses about God being like bigger than we can imagine and He wants to do more than we can ask and allowing that to happen in our life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I love the Bible is there's so many beautiful examples of men and women that have taken bold steps of faith and they're just normal people and they're full of doubt and they're full of fear and they question God, but he shows up in ways that we would, we you can't explain besides God. Right. And so allowing, I love the idea Paul wrote, like putting on the eyes for the Lord to see like almost we can see things on a very physical there's no denying obviously we're in a physical world but there is a, such a spiritual aspect and there's so many things on the spiritual realm going on that we're not aware of but to try to be aware of that and to see God moving in the nows of your life I think is you, you will never be disappointed you'll always just grow closer to the Lord yeah I love yeah. that he likes us to wrestle with him even yeah. if it's even if it's yeah. not showing up number one yeah Yeah. not showing up pretty but he likes to have that wrestling right just that interaction totally i love your answer that's wonderful advice i remember when i was on housewives i got i felt very called to do it and then i felt very called to walk away after one season and i remember wrestling with god about it and being mad at him and being like i didn't even want this world like you (laughs) told me to do this and now you're telling me to leave. Like, I'm, am I crazy? Why would you give me something and take it away? Like, I had to be able to have that type of a uh, relationship with him. And that I believe that's what he him. wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I went to the um, women's conference at Oceans. Yeah. That you spoke about that. Yeah. And I think you brought up like scripture from like Nehemiah. And I remember you specifically talking yeah. about that. So yeah. it's funny that you bring that up. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that we get scared to be honest with the Lord. And it's, I love that because honesty is just with yourself and yeah. with the Lord. A right. lot of people, you know, they're wondering why they're not delivered from strongholds and depression and things like that. And, and from everything I've learned, I genuinely believe it has a lot to do with them not being honest about. Because he already knows, right? Go. He knows. <laughs> yeah. And he knows our hearts. Yeah. What they need to let go of or, you know, what they need to give up or their sin or, you know, I love when people want to not accept some scripture because it doesn't align with their totally, life. Totally, right? Like that. Yeah. And they don't realize that all that does is that keeps them in bondage. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I love the honesty part that you brought yeah. up for sure. Yeah. I think just showing up if you want to seek God. And I loved what you said, Lindy. If you say yes, he says yes. And so. That's what I've noticed in yeah. my life. There were things I didn't want to give up. There were t- There's time of mine I didn't want to give up. There, And every time I let go and I just said, okay, I just felt closer and closer to him. And I saw little blessings and things like yeah. that in my life. And, um, I and that kind of ties in what you were saying. I want to say a lot of people write me too, or a lot of people will say to me, and I'm sure you get this too, and you too, but they'll say, why do bad things happen to good people? Why is right. there suffering? If God is there, and and I feel like maybe sometimes I wondered why so many bad things have happened right. even in my life. Mm-hmm. But I can honestly tell you that I wouldn't have the relationship I have with God right, right now mm-hmm. if it weren't for all those things. Each thing He brought me through and delivered me from, I felt closer and more loved by Him. Yeah. Yes. So 
Uh, I think that our, as humans, like we want to make it very comfortable and easy, our worldly but experience. But it's not easy. <laughs> no. But God is, I'm after your heart. Like I want to create in you the fruit of the spirit is like love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, self-control. Like those things happen, not when everything's super easy. Right. Like even as a parent with our kids, allowing them to experience failure and to struggle. And I know that's going to create like perseverance in Sterling or all those different things. And I think, especially around Orange County, a lot of times parents just try to protect their kids from any of that. Mm -hmm. But I feel that's such a good example of God with us and being in control and like, why are you allowing this to happen? And sometimes he's, I know what's on the other side of that and who you're going to be. And I actually know what I have prepared this huge, amazing gift for you or this experience, but you need to get your anger under control before I can allow you to step into that. He just operates on such a bigger level. And so we just need to trust, I believe. And so that's why I think having that really intimate relationship with the Lord allows you to trust Him, to know that He is good. I love Maverick City music. And the guy in one of the songs always says, I've never seen a right, the righteous forsaken. And I just, I know that to be so true. I've never seen anyone that lives a life dedicated to the Lord feel forsaken. Like I have had so many bad things happen to me in my life, people I love around me, mm. and God is good. God is amazing and faithful and loving and good. And I know the bad things happen, but God is a God of love and goodness and he will protect us and he is faithful and will come through. I just, I believe that with my whole being. I completely agree. And he is the perfect father. And like you said, I always compare that too with bad things happening to people is it does, it is a refiner's fire and iron sharpens iron. I truly believe that it is like the perfect father. If, like you said, if you protect your children from anything happening, they'll never grow. They'll mm, never right. learn. They won't, they'll be fragile. Yeah. And I think God knows yeah. exactly what you need to mm-hmm. become the woman that he created so. you to be. Mm-hmm. And so he'll give you those things, but he never leaves you. And that's one thing I've really noticed too, is even when times are hard, he's still there mm-hmm. and he's there with you and yeah. you lean on him and, and you can go to him and pray and he, and he will give you the strength to get through it all. So, and you can amen. just be as honest as you want in your prayer. I think a lot of people think they have to be, say the right prayer and and have all the right words and you can come to him with right. jumbled up words and, and confused and, and like shaky voice and not even knowing where you're going to go with it and yeah. he's still listening yeah. it's so and funny I, I talked to him like he's my best friend yeah like, out of these perfectly scripted prayers like a lot that. of Mormon prayers are very like there are these lines that you mm-hmm. say and I just walk my dog and talk to him totally. <laughs> I just lay in bed and talk to him I drive and talk yeah. to him and it's really is a beautiful thing to just be honest and open with him and talk to him because like, he is like a friend and and I heard someone say this, and I really loved it, was like, because people will say, how do you know it's God talking to you? If God tells you to do something, how do you know that's not your con- that it's not you and that it's God? And they were describing kind of their relationship with their husband. Mm-hmm. And just like when he calls, you just hear hi, and you know right away oh it's his gosh, voice. Oh my gosh, I saw that you liked that post. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just, oh, yeah, it's so true. Like, you just know the sound of his voice the more that you are listening and looking for it. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so it's just like you, and I believe that people will hear God and he'll tell us to do little things like... Lizzie will be on my heart. And should I pray for her? Okay, I can text her. Oh, there's little moments like that. And I believe, and I it is backed by scripture, that if you answer those, then he'll talk to you more and it'll be like, then it starts growing to be bigger, bolder things. Right. And if you like ignore the little things, I believe, then... You're never going to—I think we're in this world today where everyone wants this, like, huge platform, and God, I want to be, like, super famous with a million views on TikTok, but, and I want to do it for the glory of God. But then it's okay, but you aren't even, like, when God tells you to pray for someone, like, you're not even doing that. Why would He give you this if you aren't even being faithful in the little quiet moments of your heart? So I just believe, like, all of it really does matter, and— having like good kind of habits and qualities and being accountable to yourself is very important. I agree. Cause I worried even with doing social media and then starting a podcast, I actually worried. I said, okay, I don't want to be a lover of self. I don't want, I want all glory to be to you, God. I'm not. So I pray even in the car before coming in here. And I just say, it's, I don't want this to be about me. It's, you know, let your light shine through me. Yeah. I'll be your vessel, your, 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 
your Guide the your way. words and my right. words and let my thoughts be your thoughts. And right. because I do worry about that, I don't want to be a lover of self and, and right. all that. Needs yeah, to be it's a hard time. For I that. know it's a hard time. I wanted to, to ask you too because obviously we've talked about this um, last time we were together. There's definitely like sport, spiritual warfare going oh, on. Yeah. So what are you? What do you think? Like, what are your thoughts on all of that? Because Satan's so big in this in the music and the entertainment industry, and I know you work with that, and then they're doing you know these concerts and they flash Satan on the screen and. These are what our children are listening to and so everything. True. And I know you're in that world too with noblemen. Uh-huh. And, and so how do you, what is your right. take you on that whole spiritual warfare? The world, cause yeah, it's really, because yeah. it's definitely good and evil happening right now. Oh, 100%. Right? Very blatant. There's Dojo Cat is literally oh Satan. I can't even, I have to turn. Wait a minute, she's literally Satan? No, I mean, oh, right. she dressed up, she, and she has all this. I thought that was Sam Smith. That he did that but he too. Did that too. She's basically the new, she's, oh, yeah. Sam Smith, I, I love her. She's dressed as a demon and Satan. Very, li- not, not high, it's not subtle. It's just, they're not this being is subtle my, anymore. like, no. approach. Yeah. It used to be subtle, and now it is just in our faces, and I just, it's a lot, and I want to protect our children from it. Yeah. Um, I just, I, it is spiritual warfare and i do believe it's really important so we have our eye gates and our ear gates and it's how you allow demonic things into your you know into your that's how they gain authority in Mm -hmm. your soul your body and then it's then that's how they get authority in your home and Mm -hmm. around your children and everything and so guarding our eye gates and our ear gates is so important and it is so hard to do in the world totally now i can't even drive my son to school without pretty much toads a cat every single time I'm in the car and I try to change it to the Christian station yeah. and then he's mom and he wants to turn it they back don't to, listen. I yeah. so it's and I won't let them see demonic movies and things like that because it's really important to protect our eye gates and ear gates and but the world we're living in it is tough, yeah so. I think it's important to be aware obviously and to recognize that we're on in a spiritual warfare all around us. I heard it described almost, though, that there's two pendulums where someone's, I don't believe in the devil. And then the other side is, I'm sick, it's the devil. Like, right. ever, the devil's everywhere. Right. And so, like, to really live in the middle of that, I love even the idea that... There was, there's a verse about all these angels coming down and like those angels are eternal and they still exist today. And so there's all this stuff happening on a spiritual level that we don't know. But I really, I feel like that brings anxiety to me by focusing on it. And so really trying to be aware that it's out there, but also not letting it rule my life and not even really for me. If I'm going to spend my time like researching or doing it, I'm really going to spend my time in scripture then. Like, I don't want, I know you need to know, but it's actually pretty easy to get, be informed by following a couple accounts that like, that that know a lot about it. Like like when, like (laughs) (laughs) but for me, like that would affect me. I've like during COVID, of course, I went down the rabbit holes and you're just like, we're never getting pizza. Like, (laughs) oh my God. And you're like, oh, Lydia, like, funny. I was too afraid of even eating pizza on social media. Oh, everyone's going to think. Yeah, exactly. So you you need to be, and it's funny to be able to. Right. laugh at it like yesterday at the 11 o'clock like all the people were wearing the styrofoam oh. hats for the buzzer yeah. for the government right. so i'm aware of it Did i you turn your phone off i am at heart a conspiracy theorist i actually was planning to and then i was on a work call oh. and then well, I, here I was today, so though. distracted <laughs> we're all here but i was outside i randomly right. i was like yeah. grounding myself on the grass and it's all okay. buzzing yeah. and all, oh shoot i'm alive i'm not a zombie okay did you turn your phones off i actually was letting my phone the battery drain and then turn it off too yeah. and i turned off the emergency alerts and then i actually I was gonna take nixon out of school and he didn't want to go and he said he was going to be playing football out on the field so i thought and so i prayed over him before school and i rebuked yeah. all demonic activity frequencies or anything like that and i prayed over him and i pled the G- blood of jesus over him and then i did the same for myself and i just lived my life i honestly i did yeah yeah we're not I went to, to Nordstrom and, and yeah, I think I'm I, wearing now and, um, well, and the it. buzzer went off when I was there and I laughed about it with the girl working there and I said, you know what? I'm not going <laughs> to live in fear. Yeah. So. We have a, you know, a spirit of power 
and a sound mind. So it's yes. I believe that even getting involved in that is actually an attack. So can be right. for me the way that I made up. And you were talking about the the gates that we let what we let into our mind and yeah. what we're focusing on. Right. And it's like sometimes if we're so consumed by that, it's almost just as bad. And so to really have a ha- healthy balance, like I don't want to put my head in the sand, but I and There's somewhere in the middle. But yeah, somewhere in the middle where I know that it's going on, but like obviously when Sam Smith comes on and it's the Grammys we were literally watching it with the boys we were like we just turned it off we're like no okay so now we can't do that like let's go outside so just knowing yourself and even scary movies and things like that I just have never loved I so I never liked you yeah I'm a baby me too I like some scary movies you do some of them you do I did not know that about you I wouldn't have guessed that about you (laughs) we're different and that's fine I'm not I don't think that means that you're not in tune with the Holy Spirit you were made to like that kind of stuff and for me I'm very (laughs) sensitive so I'm like same I, I don't, don't like haunted houses. I don't like any of that. Oh. Like haunted houses or anything. I yeah. Don't I've always been sensitive to it. Yeah. Like it. I'm sensitive but. to a lot of things, but I'm just, I think I've always just been so like cheerful and I have, just, yeah. I'm just like, like oh, I like the shock. Oh, scare me a little bit. So that's cool. I like <laughs> it. Know? But I but love what you said like, about how we have authority evil, though, because right? that's one of my favorite. I yeah. loved, I did a whole study on Luke on my own and I love we have authority yeah over scorpions and delegated through God Mm -hmm. I didn't I never knew that growing up I heard someone talking it changed my prayer life about the way that we pray and some of us have the language when we pray of like slaves of just in the way that we're like please god and will you god and not really into the power and god's help yeah and so it was talking about like you are heirs to the throne you um have authority you like when you pray you don't just ask and beg but he's a father that wants to give to us according to his will so pray these bold powerful prayers stepping into your authority and like really claiming that and that really changed the way that i pray i Mm -hmm. think now like that yeah, I love that. It's mm-hmm. so true. We've yeah, true. yeah. You can be a boss babe in your prayers as well. <laughs> you can be popping and still love the Lord. Yes, people, come yes, on, yes. right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And also, the Bible is. If you read the whole Bible, I'm almost done with it. But the yeah. Old Testament, it's a scary book. There's some story. And scary. You think you're going to pick up a kumbaya yeah. book? It's just no. not what this book's about. Yeah. I mean, it, there's it, dark, scary things. Well, in you Bible. talked about the Jesus of the Mormon Church, and I would say like the jesus of america is so watered down and like i that's why a lot of the churches that i've attended in my christian walk are the pastors are very black and white because i don't i just don't believe in that gray area with jesus and so i love and so maybe that's even touching on kind of our culture now is like you can love god but it doesn't offend anyone and you're like jesus offended a lot of people he was a rebel and And he came down totally absolutely and i think that we've become this oh I'm gonna but hate Christians. Yeah, yeah. Just like I'm not gonna ruffle any feathers. I'm not gonna offend anybody. Not that I'm going out there to offend, but I believe that there's two genders and you should be yeah. a boy and a girl and you don't get to choose. But that's now super controversial and offensive. offensive and yes. that means that I'm a bigot. Right. It's interesting how there is an attack on Christianity and outspoken Christians. And I've definitely experienced that. So it's true. You said about the American Jesus is definitely watered down and it's not, it's definitely not, I don't think, as what God would intend for us, our services that we attend and everything. I do think, I don't. Right. I definitely feel like it's a little watered down. I feel like Christians are under attack, though. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. One hundred percent. You're scared. I'm scared all the time to be like, "Ooh, I totally disagree with that," but I'm not going to say anything. No. There's being canceled on social media. Exactly. If you say the thing yeah. that they're not isn't the big thing right now. You disagree with it, like you said, you're a bigot. You're a bad person. Mm-hmm. You're not inclusive. Yeah. Which, sorry, but Jesus was not inclusive. Right. Yeah. So I did a big study on that too because I had people tell me when I was speaking out about the truth of Mormonism and things like that. And I did some posts and I talked about it and I had a lot of people tell me I wasn't being loving and inclusive. Mm. So I said, I did what little Lindy does. And I said, I'm going to go get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Jesus wasn't inclusive. So they require, he requires inclusivity within the body of Christ. That's where we're to be inclusive. But outside of that, he says to come down with a sword and there's right from wrong. Like you said, black and white. 
Jesus, God is very just God. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, he's very, there's a very, like a court, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very like judicial. There's a, mm-hmm. he, he says what he says and he means it. Yeah. But Jesus sat with all of the, he sat with, with all sinners, the sinners, but he, he sat with the motley with crew, right? No, but to impart his ways because he knew that, that they needed him. Yeah. So he is still open to love for everybody. Everyone's invited. Everyone's invited. Book. Absolutely. Yeah. And people yeah. are like, I just, I put it on my story this morning, Kat Von D. I saw yeah. I love I mean, that. Isn't that kind of amazing? Yeah. That made me cry. I really love yeah. that. Yeah, I know. Did I, you watch she, the she video? She baptized and became Christian. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. That was just so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I know. So you never know people's story. And I love the idea too, that even judge, even God waits till the end of our life to judge us. Right. And he's God. So who are we to judge people? people in the middle of their story exactly yes. yeah exactly so you never know what's gonna happen i love that so yeah he does he waits till the end he gives us every yeah. chance and mm-hmm. there's no judgment on us until then yeah that. and i love that Kat Von D- i saw that story a few times yesterday and it, yes. it honestly made me like right water up i don't know if i'm gonna start my period but yeah i just cry over everything but yeah so um it's beautiful but it's what i was gonna say about all that though is it's what sinks a ship isn't the water around it mm. it's right. the water that gets in Absolutely. And so that's, it's important in the world to just not let it in. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. So to be aware of the water you're treading, yeah. but not letting not it, letting getting in. Yeah. yeah. And if you're either going to fill yourself up with, you know, the word and the teachings of Jesus Christ, or the world is going to fill you up and, you know, the devil's going to fill you up with his thoughts yeah. in the world. So. But I don't think it's anything new. Like, the, I think people have always sun, thought right? that it, the world was going to end or that <laughs> God's going to come back in their lifetime. Right. That's been, like, happening mm-hmm. for thousands of years. And obviously things are pretty bad, but I think that there's a history of them always being bad on right. the world. So I try not to at all really, like, focus on that or really— think about it because it really shouldn't matter and that's what jesus said like when you should just be having your candles lit and like doing what you would be doing have your, right. it doesn't your matter if it's today yeah, yeah exactly so it really makes no difference that's how i feel about a lot of conspiracy theories i love conspiracy theories mm-hmm. but I'm, if it, if we went to the moon or we didn't go to the moon do you guys watch wi files do you guys know what no, that is no it's oh, I'm so am- oh my gosh i want to send it to you it's on youtube and it's oh. basically like conspiracy theories gone crazy it's so good but he debunks things and then he'll tell the truth about things and oh, wow. and it's so good my at Preston loves it we okay, watch see, it all the time I'm I'll send watch it to you the boys, I'll have to see that I love conspiracy theories I think for me it's definitely a, it's a source of entertainment so some people watch um, reality shows yeah. and I've I actually really enjoy it. So for me, it's something I have fun yeah. learning about, enjoying. And it has a lot to do with my testimonies. So for me, I thought, okay, this world is just getting so dark. There's so much darkness around me. And Jesus was that light that kind of pulled me up out of that darkness, gave me freedom from all of this. And so I think for me, and then there's certain things like the moon stuff and everything that what I've come to understand is that they are trying to debunk God in the Bible. And that's totally. why they've done yeah. a lot yes. of these lies. Yeah. I think our calendar and our time frame is is completely a lie. I think um, the moon thing and a lot of other things are. <laughs> you distrust. The I know where you're going with this. Yeah, and me, what's been really cool and just increased my faith in God and my testimony is that these people are working so hard to debunk the Bible and get us to not know where we came from, who created us. Yeah. And that the Bible is true. And so that's what's interesting and fun. Yeah, they have the biggest atheists in the world who've tried to debunk the Bible. And they've become believers out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Which is amazing. It's really cool. The more you study it, then the more you're like, whoa, this is actually amazing it's incredible yeah the connections and the numbers and, the and, prophecies, the, and all prophecies all right yeah, you can't deny it and it had so, all the different writers too uh-huh. they weren't it wasn't all it was all by god but it had different totally different it's authors so, throughout yeah. and it but all connects something like yeah. thousands of references cross references with people that didn't even live at the same time or write the book didn't even mm. know each other and there's still cross yeah so it's i think it's the most irrefutable book of all time i want to say right yeah, yeah something like that's yeah. beautiful so they have worked so hard to say this. No, the Earth's been around mil- millions of years. There's dinosaurs. We really get into some fun things here. 
But oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I have to come back. There's no dinosaurs. Have to come back. back and do conspiracy theories yeah. debunked. We actually I'm... do have to do one because it's just, it is fun for me. I do enjoy it. It's yeah. It's really a source of entertainment. And then for it is me, a, it really truly is a part of my time. Oh, my girlfriend believes in the flat earth. And so she was like, I said it at a dinner party and one person's all, you're an idiot. And then the whole rest of the party, she was like, I didn't read the room. I didn't realize I was around people. Yeah, read like, the room. She like opened. You have to know your audience. Like, <laughs> you yeah. see Mr. Beast went to one of those one of the the flat Earth conferences. Oh no! And he had a T shirt on that said "The Earth is flat." And he was out there. Oh my gosh! I have just to, to be see silly. It. Yeah, my I kids pulled it up. It. They're like, "Mom, look, Mr. Beast." Was there. I have to. Nixon likes Mr. Beast, and then yeah. I'm like Beast, and then his stuff is all six six six, and then his is it really? Yeah, and then his uh, partner did the was married the child, and then he went trans and decided he wants to be a woman. And I just feel like Mr. Beast is a big part of like all that. My boys are always like, he's a Christian, he never swears. I know, my kids yeah, like and he, Mr. Beast, like, too. He goes and gives thousands of dollars to people in their cars. Wait, what's his 666? Six, six, I think they do that for tax write-off, um, though. Because they make so much money on those YouTube things. I think they have to give away a lot oh, of money. Oh, is that why? In cars. I should send them my address. Yeah, you should. Not after he like, sees this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, yeah. It was some gematria, oh. those kind of things. So okay. I can dig it up. See, I need to know. I need, Linda, you got to post this for us. Nixon makes me buy Mr. B's chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. So we got, it was actually good. I had some of it. We've ordered so. the sweatshirts before, the merch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Maverick gets the Carl's hamburger. He likes it Carl's way. They have a Mr. A Beast burger. Oh, no. Is it a Beast burger? Yeah. No, he has his own. He has a restaurant now, too? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. It's only on DoorDash. It's got like a mobile oh. one. Oh, really? Isn't that weird now? <laughs> you can't have yeah. restaurants. You can just, you have, you rent a space in a kitchen. Is that place in Costa Mesa on the That's what Boulevard? they do, is too. Is that what that is? Yeah. I was like, what is this? My food, when I order it, goes oh, there I know what and you're then to my right house. Outside of it doesn't Street? go yes. there. They just make it there. Okay. Because I was like, no wonder my food's cold by the time they get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so they, they, it's just like a random mobile site. So they don't have restaurants. I did not know that. Yeah. We live in the future. Wow. Look at the orange county. That's nothing honest. <laughs> I know, right? That is so, I, I was wondering what that was. Okay. Yeah. Oh boy, good thing Nixon doesn't know about Beast Burgers. That's just what he's going to want today. Yeah, I'm sure. Beast Burger is good. Thank you, Lydia, yeah. for coming yeah. here today. Do you have any I gave more a little questions? bit of wisdom. Yeah, you yeah, did. That's so great. And I yeah. think, yeah, Lizzie, will you tell us what you think is important in your spiritual health? In my spiritual health, I think that if I'm talking about what I'm doing during the day, like waking up in the morning and reading the Bible first thing and writing down my gratitude list. I know if you like know me, I'm really big on gratitude (laughs) and just really counting our blessings around us. And those blessings are from God and just being really grateful for my children, my home, my health, my family, and for God too. And I speak to him multiple times a day. And I think that the relationship that we have with God is really just sets the tone with every other relationship that we have in our life. So that's just like really just important aspect of my spiritual health. And I know that if I feel like I'm not spending enough time with God or in the Bible or reading a book, that has to do with my spiritual health that I I can tend to feel lost and a little confused. Mm -hmm. So I know that if I'm in the word that I have my compass and I'm on the right track. And I do feel just much more settled in my heart because of that. Mm -hmm. Making better decisions too. And praying before I make big decisions is another another part of my spiritual health. Right. Like we have the perfect counselor and father and best friend and physician. And that's what I really have Mm -hmm. come to learn and know. Instead of depending on man. Yeah. Were you raised Absolutely. Christian? Yes. Okay. So you've all, always, always just always. good faith. Yeah. Faith. Both of my parents are, yes, they're definitely both believers. Oh, and, wow. And we have been going to church ever since I was little and That's I grew up so in Kentucky, cool. which is the Bible Belt. Yeah, oh, it is. I've even yeah, been yeah. baptized, like, I don't know, like three times. Yeah. <laughs> you have? My Your parents was baby. Yeah, though. my boys just got I baptized. I know. And they made the decision. I didn't say anything to them. They came to me. Kingston goes, Mom, when are we going to get baptized? So and I said, cute. when you're ready, when you make that decision, he said, I'm ready. Oh I want to do it. And so they just made the I decision. I cried when I saw your post. They on didn't the have baptized. make it a big deal. We didn't invite like, a bunch of people. They just yeah. humbly did it, and they wanted to. And I just thought it was such a beautiful thing. That's so it cool. was. Yeah. 
And that's part of my spiritual health too, is just really getting my children to know God. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very big deal for us moms yeah. because the world is getting not easy to do. In yeah. It's, it's a lot of work so, because yeah. it's, they're, they're taking it away as much as God away from us as much as possible. We really have to spend our time reading the Bible, yeah. reading devotionals, praying with our children and getting them in church so that they know who God is. Yeah. Yeah. True. That's it. And the mother sets the tone for the home. And so, That's right. Yeah. So I love that all of us mothers raising these boys in this world, right. this crazy world, are, are filling our home with the word of God and the Holy Spirit. And I know that God will bless us for that too. So. Yes. Mm. Yeah. All right. We're so happy that we had Lydia in here today. We love her so much, we Lydia. And you can follow her yeah. at OC Lydia um, on Instagram. And and was there another? Do you have? Are you TikTok dancing? No, I really want to see a TikTok dance if you're not kidding. Yeah, the, your um, family does the TikTok dance. I know. I got to get them to do. Oh yeah, more. that's what I've seen you and your yeah. mom do. Something. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> true. Oh my gosh, I went through a phase during during COVID. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's what it was. I was going to say a nobleman magazine. Nobleman yes, magazine. nobleman magazine. Check us out, nobleman. OC Lydia, and then our, my books are on Amazon. Joyful. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thanks Thank for being you here, so with much us. here with Appreciate us. Appreciate our conversation. Yes. I love yes. you, ladies. Yes. Love our friendship. Yay. Let's go get lunch.